Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. Now, we have on the phone with us a professor of medicine at the NYU Medical Center, an author, a contributor to Fox News. And I want to welcome him back to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation uh, Sunday morning show. And so join me in welcoming him, uh, Dr. Mark Siegel. Good morning, Dr. Siegel. How are you today? Great to be back with you, Judge. I followed you to Europe, and I just returned. (laughs) You went to Malta? I did. What an interesting place, Malta. I didn't know the British owned it for all those years, and everybody's owned it. It also fought off the Nazis. What an interesting and beautiful place. Where exactly is Malta? It's it's near Italy or Greece? Where is it? It's it's and you were in Italy. It's it's just a stone's throw from Sicily. It's it's literally like about a forty-five minute ferry ride from Sicily. And then okay. there's another uh, island right off of Malta called Gaza that we were on. It's just in a gorgeous place a lot okay of but how many people are on malta and then we'll get we'll get to covid but that i, I i've never been there and i don't know anyone who's been there so 500,000 people there they have a place called medina that literally is unchanged from the middle ages and they actually have houses made of stone that are handed down from it. generation to generation and the knights of malta are very famous the knights right. of malta used used to do deals with the pirates and and sell all kinds of goods, you know, very scurvy lot. But, yeah. but they're very, very famous over there on Malta. Malta's an incredible place. Yeah, well, one of these days. Anyway, I'll put it on my bucket list. All right, um, Dr. Siegel, look, you have been involved in, uh, you know, reporting and analyzing uh, on everything regarding COVID since this whole pandemic started. And uh, you know, people have come to know and trust you uh, as as I do and it is a uh, it's a sad place that we're in right now because you know everyone says oh it's politicized but is that when people like uh, Kamala Harris say they won't take the vaccine if Trump if it's the Trump vaccine and Joy Reid who's on MSNBC who says oh I don't trust it. I don't trust it if Trump's involved and you know then they wonder why the minority community uh, is hesitant to take the vaccine. And the truth is that um, when they claim that it's the Trumpers who aren't taking the vaccine, it's the minority community and, at the other end, the most educated who are somewhat reluctant to take it. How do you convince people to take it, or should it just be their decision? Well, first of all, as you know, Trump himself took it. And, and back when I interviewed him last July, he said he would take it on camera with me. I wish we had actually done that it, because pr- President Trump himself is not against this vaccine. He had a lot to do with it. He put together a public-private partnership that worked really well. I wish we had done the same for testing, by the way. We don't have enough testing. You made a really great point about the minority community. That has to do with a deep-rooted distrust of the federal government uh, and of public health officials. We've We've lied a lot, not me and you, but two minority communities for so many generations going back hundreds of years. And here we are with the same kind of two-step going on with the government to 
people now. So you wonder why people don't listen. You know, a decision that has to be made like that can't be one where you're talked down to by the president or anybody else. And that's what's going on right now. And that's causing a lot of distrust and a lot of noncompliance among the vaccine. And you just pointed out correctly, and it isn't just the black community. It's also Mm -hmm. the Latino community is very resistant to this vaccine, not getting enough attention. Well, now let's talk about the boosters. And and actually, before I get into the booster, uh, last night on my show, Justice, I, I talked to uh, Mark Brinovich, the attorney general from Arizona, who's bringing a lawsuit suing the federal government, saying you don't have the right to force people to take the vaccine. And, of course, Joe Biden comes out. Another lie. I mean, I just I call him the liar in chief. If anybody has any questions, I'll send you a list. Um, you know, when he says, oh, we're never going to mandate it, you know, and then, you know, a few months later, I want everyone who's in the federal government, federal contractors, anyone in a business with more than uh, 100 people, you got to take it, you got to take it. And the attorney general say, hey, wait a minute, you don't have that power uh, that the that more the states have the power and not the federal government. But 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 I want to talk about the booster shots, and I just want to set it up, and then I'm going to let you go, Dr. Mark Siegel from NYU. Um, they, you know, Biden jumped the gun. He said, "Oh yeah, the booster shots are great. We're going to get it out, uh, get them out uh, this Monday, tomorrow." And this was several weeks ago, maybe even a month ago. And then all of a sudden, two senior people at the uh, FDA resign. And then now we find out. Biden, that there isn't an approval from the FDA. Now we find out that they're not recommending the booster shot unless you're 65 years old or or older. So, I mean, who should be taking the booster shot? How long does does the vaccine last? Does it lose its efficacy, which then requires the booster? I'm going to answer that in a second. I want to first answer your point about the uh, about the mandates, because I think it's ridiculous. I got to weigh in on this. Uh, businesses of a hun- more than 100 people, there's a mandate. Uh, excuse me, what's wrong with uh, less than 100 people? Isn't that suspicious to you, Judge? I bet it's because the smaller businesses, he thinks he needs their vote by not mandating them. But the large businesses, he's already lost their vote. So then he'll he'll mandate when you have that kind of inconsistency, nobody follows you. And it should be up to the business itself what they think makes a a safe public health situation. Now, onto the boosters. So I wanted to make that point onto the boosters. There's very strong evidence coming out of Israel and the United Kingdom that shows that the Pfizer BioNTech shot wears off, that it decreases its effectiveness after several months. The same is here in the United States, but they didn't talk about this data. This data that the CDC has that the number of hospitalizations actually go up, go up, that your effectiveness decreases somewhat after four months. They got enough evidence to show that boosters are needed. And the question is, who's going to get boosters? And they definitely have enough to show over 50, over 60 gets gets boosters for sure after a period of time. The, the idea that they that they set it up. For another political black eye, by saying 16 and up at first made no sense to anybody, and then they quickly changed it to 60 and up. Here's the point. I wow. think you're making the same point. Mm-hmm. But, Judge, that kind of back and forth and one group fighting, one group agreeing, the other group disagreeing, lack of unification, it smells of politics. It has nothing yeah. to do with public health. The public health is, and I am 100% certain on this, that it, This is an incredibly good vaccine. 
and the, the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, which I took myself, I believe that after several months it decreases in power, at first against mild infections, but who wants that, and later against more severe infections leading to the need for a booster. Now, Judge, you know what's really going on here politically? It's yeah. that people on the ultra-left think that if we give boosters to Americans, we're robbing people in underserved countries who we could otherwise donate the vaccines to. That's the politics here. And you know something? You remember PEPFAR with AIDS? We can do both. We can do the biggest charity and be the the biggest provider for underserved countries in the world the way we always are. But we don't have to be self-hating, do we? We also can give give vaccines to people who need it here, uh, boosters. Well, but but then for them to say... You know, in the beginning, we're going to give it to 16-year-olds and up. I mean, it, it's it, the FDA hasn't approved it. The CDC has already been shown to be nothing more than a, a, a puppet of the, uh, the 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 teachers' unions. That the CDC yeah. is actually, you know, reporting on, uh, 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 you know, reporting basically the same song and dance that the teachers are are, are using. It, it's frightening. So, so, the whole thing is frightening. You, you, and now... The, Judge, the, you're making a really great point here. I want to emphasize it, and I should have led with it a minute ago. The point is really right that the FDA is who should be leading the charge, not the press secretary, not the president, not somebody with no scientific background. The reason mm-hmm. they pissed off the FDA and got two top officials, excellent scientists, to resign is because they're supposed to have a review process where the FDA reviews the data. Now, the FDA doesn't like to review data from other countries, which is why I feel the science comes out on the side of boosters. But what's really ugly here is for the president to make a statement before the FDA reviews anything. That undercuts your own public health officials. And so at this point, when are the boosters going to be available and who are the first people to get a booster dose? Is it going to be like COVID where you had to be older to sign up? Do you expect that there's going to be a rush on the booster? Well, first of all, right now you, you can get the booster if you're immunocompromised. I think we're going to see in the next few weeks that the FDA will formally approve this and you'll be able to get it over the age of 60 or if you're a healthcare worker probably or a frontline worker, I think you're right that there's going to be a rush on this. It's going to be another mess like it was in the beginning. I want to take the moment to point out that if you've had COVID, and we both know people who have had COVID, if you have COVID, your need for a booster is very low, if at all, because COVID itself gives you a strong immunity. And if you took a shot on top of the COVID, you have a super immunity. Well, let me ask you this. How do people go out and test and say, uh, you know, I've had COVID? No, I, uh, uh, you know, I've had the vaccine, but I'd like to be able to find out, you know, how how strong are the antibodies now? I mean, am I okay? Uh, what test do you take for that? Well, first of all, medically, you're a superhero, so I think you would be okay no matter what. I, I think you're okay, but but uh, in, in, there are two tests, and I'm not just kidding, Judge. I think you're in great health. There are two tests. Yeah, he's my doctor, guys. <laughs> That's why you said that. Dr. Mark Siegel, NYU. Go ahead, doctor. There are two tests you can take. One test shows antibodies to the, to the spike, which is what the vaccine gives you. Another test is antibodies to the nuclear capsid, which having COVID gives you. So I can tell you, but it's kind of a ballpark. I can tell you if you did well in making antibodies after COVID and if you did well making antibodies after the vaccine. I can tell you, but those are indicators 
There's no number where I can say, oh, okay, you're in the clear. Okay, you're covered. So they're just indirect indicators. We need and should have had from the beginning, by the way, an actual indicator, a, a titer, a litmus test. We don't have it. So we're, really? we're once again we're once again looking with squinty eyes at some number on the page. It's a failing, and we you know we've done very poorly in testing in that regard. We're always behind on this, but those tests are helpful. They're not the actual answer. But overall, studies have shown that again, if you've had COVID, you get an Im- immunity that's pretty durable and strong. And if you add the vaccine on top of that, it's a super immunity. Okay, but so what is the test? Well, the test is an antibody test. It's called the spike antibody protein test. That tells okay, you how so well if, the vaccine if, works. Okay, so if any of my listeners want to know if they're still protected because of all this nonsense about this, this, this runs out and this is not as strong. Now they're saying Moderna is stronger than Pfizer. Uh, and somebody says, I, I got to find out before I take this booster because I'm done trusting these people. Uh, how do I find out if I still have the antibodies? So it's a, uh, it's an antibody spike test. It's called an antibody to the spike protein. By the way, that's somebody who says that Moderna is stronger than Pfizer. is Dr. Mark Siegel writing in the Wall Street Journal two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, is that? <laughs> okay, okay. Well, then, you know, I took Pfizer. So did you. So, so right. let me ask you right. something. If you took Pfizer as your vaccine, can you then get the Moderna booster? Well, the answer is going to be yes on that. But right now, it, it's officially no. All the studies that we have on that are showing that crossovers work. And we think the same about the Johnson & Johnson shot, which some people took, that they probably can take another shot from either the Pfizer or the Moderna. If you took the Pfizer-BioNTech or the Moderna and you're wondering how much protection you have, you can get a spike antibody protein test. It gives me, as a physician, indication of how much, pow- how much immunity you have. Spike an antibody protein test. All right, and and the last the last question, uh, uh, Doctor Siegel, is, you know, if this Delta variant, and I and I had someone uh, who was at my house, and and she, one of my daughter's girlfriends, she had a mask on, and I said, we're all vaccinated, and ba ba ba, and I said, you don't have to keep your mask off if if uh, on for us. And she said, well, I'm keeping it on for me. And I said, have you been vaccinated? And she said, yes. And so all of us are double vaxxed. And she said, I'm worried about the Delta variant. Well, the answer is she's she's probably overreacting. By the way, I forgot to call you grandma on the air and congratulate you. (laughs) Then my daughter had a baby. Yes. She doesn't want me to talk about it, (laughs) but he's gorgeous. Your daughter is absolutely wonderful. Thank you. And and, and, uh, she probably didn't need the mask. But we don't know who she was in contact with. So if you had a high exposure to this thing, it's possible you can carry it despite the vaccine. And you know, she's right to be a little conservative about the Delta variant. So I'm never going to say no to somebody mm-hmm. who I don't know where they've been and they're in close quarters in a new family. I'm not going to say no to that. All I certainly right. don't wear a mask at home. But if I'm in an area where I think there could be some carrying of it, I might do it. So I, I never say don't wear a mask. Right. Right. I got it. Okay. All right. So I guess, Dr. Mark Siegel, that we'll be waiting to hear when the boosters, uh, if they get approved and when they'll be available. 
And, uh, you know, here we go again. And let's hope that, you know, we don't get a lot more variants going forward. But I got to tell you, you know, I think that this new this new decision by the White House that, you know, everybody's got to get vaxxed. It's it's very it's very disconcerting. It's a uh, the mandate and the control does nothing but create fear in the public. And uh, fear creates a paralysis where people, you know, are just afraid to do anything and not do what they, they're being told to do. But any last words, doctor, because we're running out of time here. Talk anything you want to add? I completely agree with every, everything you just said. And I think that the way to do it is one-on-one, a conversation between the doctor and the patient. And by the way, we still don't have the vaccines in our offices, so I can have that conversation and then immediately administer the vaccine. I think from the beginning, and it's increasing, the federal government, especially the president, is showing a lot of arrogance in the way they're talking about this. That does not work. It backfires. All right. Dr. Mark Siegel, NYU, uh, you know, a brilliant uh, physician and author, uh, as well as a uh, a good friend and someone who has been following the COVID, uh, uh, this COVID, do I want to call it a crisis? Yeah, that shut down the economy uh, for well over a year and a half. Thank you for your insight.